What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Guns and Geeks. I'm your host, Fatty316. And like always, I'm with my co-host, Dirk. Dirk, what's going on, my friend? Uh, lots of up and downs this month, just like you. Oh, let me rephrase that. Dirk Bag Daryl. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot to say that, which was hilarious when I heard it back. How is it? Was it what is it? Dirk, Dirk yeah. Bag Daryl. Yep, Dirk Bag Daryl. Dirk Bag Daryl. I thought I heard it right from uh, Draper. <laughs> <laughs> when I heard that, I'm like, only Dirk could come up with that. <laughs> yes, we're big Pantera fans around here. <laughs> hey, one of my, if not one of my all-time favorite, definitely one of my all-time favorites, without a doubt. I mean, because of Phil. I mean, Phil's from New Orleans. For crying out loud. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was in a band uh, called Razor White before he was ever in Pantera. They were local, but well, they were pretty local, but well known here. Oh, Razor White. Razor I like White. No, they went on without him. They got albums without him, but yeah, that was, that was his band before Pantera, Razor White. That and Samo Phil, that is. Phil, yeah, his uh, parents had a restaurant not too Ooh. far from where I used to live back in uh, the uh, 90s. Yeah, and Salmos. Yeah, I used to uh, sell shit to his sister when I was in the sports store. Oh, okay. I'd always ask her about him. Oh, dude, every if you were in the metal scene, you knew Phil. Oh, okay. Down here, yeah, you knew Phil if you were in the metal scene. I mean, oh. Phil, every all the metal people hung out this pretty much the same spots, especially oh, like in uh, Metairie, Louisiana. Oh, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. And then they had the House of Shock and everything he used to do. Oh, okay. And then he had another band. I can't remember the name of it, but it's Lotto. pretty good. Yeah. Wow. Down. Yeah. Down. It could yeah. be down. 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 Oh, there it is. Super Ritual. Joint. Yeah, Super Joint Ritual, Necrophilia. Uh, Mike McCrown. Yeah, Phil and Samo and the Illegals. <laughs> Scour. <laughs> that dude needs to give it up. He can't sing worse shit anymore. Nah, the voice is gone. Is Fortunately. It? Yes, that voice is gone. <laughs> yeah, that voice was gone by uh, 2000. Man. And to think, that was big back in what? Vulgar for this. Vulgar. I almost called it vulgar. Vulgar display, vulgar? Came, vulgar display of power. Yeah, it is. Thank you. Vulgar display of power. That was what, 1993? 1993? 1993, yes. And oh, yeah. Cowboys was hell was now 91. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, wait. You know what? Vulgar display of power was 92. No, okay, ninety two. Boys from Hell was ninety, again because uh, Far Beyond Driven was ninety four. Yeah, and then ninety six was the Great Southern Trend Kill. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'm a, I'll die on a Pantera fan. Yeah, <laughs> I've never yeah. missed here. <laughs> Went to every show they ever played here. Oh man, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. And you always have that. Uh... That the talk, like which one was better, vulgar display of power or far beyond driven? I like far uh, beyond driven. I uh, would uh, honestly between those four albums, I can't, I can't go like I just like them. They were all different for their own reason. They were just yeah, they all were. four great. I wasn't a fan of reinventing the steel. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that album at all. And yeah. a lot of people's like, oh, that was some of that best shit. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck, ever. 
I think a lot of people didn't like what was it called, the Great Southern Tranquil. Tranquil. Oh, I, I thought that was one of their best albums. Yeah, that album was great. Yeah, I, like I said, it was that fifth album. That last one was the one that was the killer for me. Oh, would I, you compare it to Metallica's Load? Reinventing the Steel. Yeah. Okay, as a who was I was a Metallica fan, I'd probably say I'd rather listen to Load before reinventing Steel. Oh, that says a lot right there because people shitted on Load. It, it did, but at least it has some tunes I can actually tolerate. Yeah, you know, there's one song on reinventing Steel everybody knows, and that's uh, uh, God, I can't. Uh, Revolution is my name. Oh, okay. That's the only <clears throat> song people could probably tell you. That's the only one I could tell you off that album. Yeah, really. But Load, at least I could name some songs on Load, you know, Hero of the Day, uh, Until It Sleeps, uh, King Nothing. At least I could name some songs on that fucking album. <laughs> <laughs> load and Load 2. Oh, okay. Now we're getting into territory that I don't want to get into. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I'm one of the few that actually likes Saint Anger. Oh, wow. You are actually one of the few who likes Saint Anger. I like it. I'll tell you why. I like it. Not because I think it's a great Metallica album. I'll give them props where they were trying to at least bring back some aggression. Right. I'll give them that. That's <laughs> why I like it. That, But outside of that, no, it's a crappy Metallica album. <laughs> But I'll give them credit where credit's due when it comes to the aggression part on it. If, okay. I mean, I think if they would have kind of added some Metallica into it, yeah. it would have been good. Mm-hmm. I think they just, I don't know. It just feels like they just went into a studio, like reinventing the steel. They just went in the studio and just jammed out. That's what, yeah. I, 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 that's what I feel like that St. Angle was like, just with reinventing the steel. It's just like, okay, we just got a bunch of tracks. Let's just record them and call it a day. There you go. And it was that, I don't like anything Metallica. I think everything was crap after that. Yeah. One of the big four thrash metal. Mm-hmm. God. I had, I had Metallica posters and Pantera posters all in my fucking bedroom at the time. Oh. So when it came to the big four, Metallica was your favorite? No. Pantera. Mine was Anthrax. Pantera. Pantera. I mean, I like. I wasn't a big. I'm not gonna sit here and say I was an Anthrax fan. I really wasn't. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, Megadeth, yes. Megadeth, I was a fan of. Yeah, yes, I like a couple of the albums, but I wouldn't say I ran to the store and got the next album as soon as it came out. Yeah, that's like, Mojo's group. Yeah, Metallica and uh, Pantera definitely. I would have ran out and got new albums. Oh, no Slayer. Um, I was an average Slayer fan. Yeah. You know, I liked their tunes, but I wasn't like buying their records like they were just one one of those bands. Yeah. I did like Rain and Blood though. Oh, I love Rain and Blood. I love uh Season the Abyss. I love those songs. Those are good yeah. songs. <clears throat> I I missed them. I've never seen them. One of my all time favorites, uh Ministry. Oh yeah. I'm a diehard man. I was a Die Hard Ministry. Fan. Ministry. NWO. And mm-hmm. I don't mean no, that album's fantastic. Yeah. I had Industrial. all the albums, even their very original album, when it was sounding like uh like eighties new wave pop. Right. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, ministry. Great. They're gonna be here in March. I can't go because of the uh 
mandates and shit. Oh, I got you. Fucking pissed. I've never seen him. <laughs> like, no, Chris, you can't come. <laughs> Ridiculous. It's the only place in Louisiana with any mandates is New Orleans. Ah. Only place in the fucking state. Yeah, speaking of New Orleans, how are you guys getting some bad weather down there when it comes to cold weather? Yeah, it's a little nippy. Uh, well, there you go. This is what you wanted. This is what we wanted. <laughs> well, no, that's what you wanted. That way, you. Oh, I don't care. Uh, personally, I don't care. I wish it fucking snow. I wouldn't have to work. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. I think you muted yourself. Oh, I know. Oh, there I you go. Coughed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought you accidentally muted yourself. That's why I was like. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's cold up here in yeah, the twenties. Off, yeah. I've, oh, I'm sure it's cold where my old lady lives, and she's uh, two miles, two miles, two hours away from me. Oh, so she, I think they they had a little snow up there. I think. Oh, is she out of town right now? Huh? No, no, no. She was oh. just checking on her house and everything, and seeing when the weather was like up there. Oh, okay. Nolans, yeah. Saints. Well. All right, you ready? Get ready for the Guns and Geeks show, our wrestling, sh- our wrestling show. Yep, wrestling. You know, we people have been waiting on us, but we, you know, kind of the Bayou Geek Network's been slacking as of 2022. Well, sometimes life gets in the way. So, what do you want? What can you yeah, say? Yeah, life has gotten in the way, and it's gotten in the way very, very, very hard. It sure has, no doubt about that. But we're gonna live on. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep fighting. Yes, we are. Because today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Yay. <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> Great movie. Great speech. Will Smith. Oh, uh, oh, I can't think of it. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, yep. Did you ever see the sequel? No, I didn't. Don't. If you don't <laughs> want the first one ruined for you, don't watch it. All don't right. watch it. It's like Starship Troopers 2. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> you sound like Stan from South Park when he was on the uh, Jeopardy show. Or Wheel of Fortune show. Oh, yeah. That famous oh. scene. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. no. Actually, it, my moment would have been when I saw Beastmaster 2 for the first time. It was like, oh yes, Beastmaster 2. And it was like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no. uh, they went to the future. Oh, <laughs> way to ruin it for us! I love the Beastmaster. Oh, that's one of my favorite movies as a kid. And it's like, mm-hmm. whoa, okay. Then they tried to, you know, fix that by doing a third one that no one mm-hmm. watched. Yeah. I remember at the beginning, it used to freak me, out, freak me out as a kid because you see these two guys just hanging themselves, and I didn't understand it. Now uh, the motor. The oh, they're hypnotized. I get it now. Yeah, that's I was like, cool. that was like, uh, I love the bird people. Yeah, yeah. Those were my favorite. I can't think of their names, but yeah, that was my favorite. When I like the save your boy at the end. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I like the big black panther that he had. Uh, the tiger? Yeah, the big black tiger. I thought he was awesome. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that was uh, Ool, I can't think of it, it was Ool, something like Ooh. that yeah. And the and two ferrets, they were funny as hell Kodo and Poto mm-hmm. Love to have those Yeah, go, go steal that for me <laughs> no, Go ahead and do it <laughs> Yeah, go steal Tanya Robinson's clothes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 
Okay, go steal Chris's uh, Darth Vader outfit. <laughs> I'd cut them little fuckers in half. <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, don't steal my shit. <laughs> no, you, you feed them to the alligators since you're in the Nolans down there. No, I just eat them. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing no, goes down the waist here. Mmm, <laughs> fried. I ran over my dinner now. <laughs> tastes like chicken. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Everything tastes like chicken. Cajun spice is all good. <laughs> hey, alligator tastes like chicken. Yeah, it does. It does. But all right, Dirk, what are we watching today, my friend? Oh, we are going back to 1987, the NWA before it became WCW. National this, Wrestling Alliance. And this was just a television taping? Yeah, it was a television taping. It was supposed to hype up the match built up between Telly Blanchard and Dusty Rhodes for the uh, world television title. And uh, Dusty was going to put up uh, $50,000, and so was Telly, for him to get the opportunity to get a shot at it. I mean, you'll see the contract signing in this uh, TV show. It's pretty good. All right. If anybody wants to watch along, we are watching the NWA from May 23rd, 1987. You can find that on YouTube. And uh, let's start the show. Yeah. Okay. And this is the opening of the show. What are we seeing here, Dirk? Oh, we are seeing Ric Flair about to do the leg drop. His classical. A classic leg drop on Dusty's knee. Now, this match is, what, from a week before or something they're showing? Uh, no, this was back in May. Well, this was kind of the precursor to war games that happened in, uh, I think, July. Same that year. There's a long way to go, but it's gonna. It's, you can see the little storylines that's going to set up for it. So this was a tag team match with Ric Flair and Luger against the superpowers, Dusty Rhodes and Nikita Koloff. And the volume's down. That's all right. Can you hear it? No, fortunately I can't. Okay, hold on. Let's pause it real quick. Let me, let's do this again. But okay, that we had the opening. That's good. We can just play right there. Uh. Mm -hmm. All right. All right, we went on the intro. You should be able to hear it now. Okay. Yep, there it is. I can hear it. Probably because we had it last long. Ooh. I'm looking at the audio. There we go. Like I said, I miss Magnum TA. There's your boy, Double A. Stereo, we're available. <laughs> <laughs> David Crockett, Tony Giovanni. In the world. We have new United States Tag Team Champions. Also with us besides that, the Rock and Roll Express, Barry Windham. And what about the Four Horsemen, what they've done? The Four Horsemen have struck again. And of course, Dusty Rhodes, as you saw at the beginning of the program, was the recipient. We're going to take a look in detail exactly what happened to Dusty Rhodes. And also, see, this is how you do commentary. More on yeah. this, and also going to take a look at a Back signing, when Tony Giovanni was more invested. Contract. No, it's an AEW. Title and a lot of money. All right, and, and the blow that they struck 
the four horsemen could be a decisive blow to Dusty Rhodes. All right, let's go to Bob Collar right now. Bob Collar. Here with us. Gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. Gorgeous Jimmy. Jimmy. We're talking about the four horsemen, and you've Precious. still got to score to oh, man. with one of those horsemen. Well, I tell you what, everybody knows how I feel about Ric Flair, but what the people just seen just a little bit of, Bob, was what happened to the great American dream, Dusty Rhodes, a good friend of mine, a good friend of yours, and a good friend of everybody in America. And the fact is this. I'm telling you that I've went after Ric Flair a couple of times, and every time I do, he's not alone. And that proves it again. They don't travel alone. They're like wolves. They travel in a pack. Where there's Ric Flair, there's surely to be Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, and Lex Luger. There's no doubt about that. Ric Flair's talking about he wants the coat back. Let me tell you something, Pally. If for some strange chance that I fell and hit my head and decided maybe to give you that stinking coat back, I would change my mind. After the sick, sick thing that they did to Dusty Rhodes, and we don't know exactly the condition that his leg is in, but I tell you one thing, there's no doubt in my mind that he's hurt. And Ric Flair, your, your days of talking trash are over, pal. The gold is going to go around my That's way. when Jimmy was uh, a little bit more in shape. We both want something. Uh, yeah. You want my woman and I want your belt. The only difference is I'm going to get what I want. And when Dusty Rhodes... <laughs> And Barry Windham and Ronnie Garvin and us get together. The four horsemen better watch out. Gorgeous, Jimmy Garvin and I wish I had hair. I've been watching Jimmy Garvin. Nah, not that curly ass hair. I would. Now, now the way. Uh oh, the volume went on again. No, I muted it. Oh, why, okay. Why the matches are going on? I muted it. Oh, okay. And we could talk no. over the match. <laughs> okay. Now, how Kevin Castle feels about Al Perez, I feel about this tag team, the New Breed. New Breed? I don't remember. Who were they? Chris Any... Champion and Sean Royal. Their gimmick was they're from the future of 2002, and Dusty Rhodes was the president at the time. <laughs> wow. And that was 2002, the look of 2002. Yes. If anyone who ain't watching this, they're, they look like a bunch of uh, 1980s punks. Yeah. You say punks or punks? Punks. Oh. Like punks, like punk rockers. Oh, no, it sounds like you said pumps. That's all. <laughs> no, no, punks. Yeah. I gotcha. No, no. Yeah, that's what they look like. Yep, they do. And they're supposed to be from the future. That wasn't real creative and put a lot of thought into it. <laughs> I still love this tag team, though. <laughs> and who are they? A bunch of jobbers that they're wrestling? Yeah, it looks like a bunch of jobbers. Except... One of my favorite jobbers is on the outside, Rocky King. He'll be in shortly. You got Sean Royal in there locking up. Nice head scissors there. Some classical wrestling. And look, Sorry. even the jobbers had better uh uh better talent than some of them today. <laughs> the jobbers are <laughs> better wrestlers. Indeed. You know that's bad. And these guys, those guys are probably locals, too. Well, Rocky King wasn't, but he could be. Rocky King's the... He's the, the, he's the, black, he's the, the yeah. black guy? Mm -hmm. the, the tag team part? Okay, okay. Yeah. I didn't know. One of my favorite jobbers of all time. I like Rocky King. Even he had a personality as a jobber. Okay. Or enhancement talent. Don't want to disrespect him like that. Yeah, I could. Yeah, like I said, I probably didn't. I, you know what? I probably did watch a lot of NWA as a kid. Oh, man, not a lot, but I probably did watch it. Just not realizing. 
you know, too young realizing the brand. You know what I'm saying? Right. When I was watching as a kid, it was probably just wrestling. You know? Yeah. Oh. Yep. Here comes Rocky King. And for enhancement tally, he was uh, put together. Rocky King. Got the physique, though. Another quick tag back in the ring there. Damn, even a job is new how to uh, wrestle tag team. Wrestle. <laughs> nice hip I'd, toss. Like Cornetta be saying, they don't even tag each other in anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the back slaps. <laughs> yep, and Sean Champion said, oh, okay, enough of this playing around. Time to take advantage of this. Early stages of a snap suplex back in 1987 before it became common. Do they even still do suplexes anymore? Yeah, they do. Really? Mm -hmm. Here comes his tag team partner, Chris Champion. I'm shocked. (laughs) Flying clothesline. I like that. Before The Undertaker did a flying clothesline. Yeah, but Undertaker did it to a a way that, you know, he'd go over the top rope. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Okay, no. You, I, I know what you're talking about. Okay, no. I'm yeah, thinking yeah. of dive. I'm confused. Okay, no, you're right. Yeah, he would do like that, that, I don't know, like that jump up in an arc. Yeah. <laughs> Great double team here. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> that was and that's it for the new breed. Move. We got to listen to the promo after this. You'll, like, you'll laugh when you hear it. <laughs> Talking to the world. Gotta take a look at how they won the match. How's your double leg That's a cool double move. That is. No, I give it up for that. That's way ahead of its time. And these two young men are now gonna talk to David. That's a promo. The new breed, Sean Royal and Chris Champion. Was that beautiful or what, Crockett? That the new breed is something else. I want to say one thing. I've been a computer psychologist for quite a long time, but never in my years have I ever seen a malfunction such as the one with this Lasertron. This Series 5 implant and a CDU unit <laughs> are messed up bad, and we're going to fix him with the Alvia solution. We're going to strain him out, and you're going to be in cyber sedation, my man, and you're never, <laughs> ever going to have to worry about the new breed. Boogie Woogie or anybody else. And this Boogie Woogie reminds me of the fleshlings on Utopias. Big in the belly and empty in the head, my man. Tell him, Sean. You know, as we went last week, we took our spare time and traveled to the moons of Beta. When we traveled and arrived there, we saw the grand wizard of all mind projection. We told him of our problem with the boogeyman and the robotic moped Lasertron. We said, what Fucking we Lasertron? Do? Who the fuck is Lasertron? <laughs> that was Jimmy Valiant's partner. It was, it was Hector Guerrero in a mask. Really? Lasertron. Lasertron. The move beta. I love that. <laughs> I think they were trying to cash in on the Transformers too much, huh? Yes, they were. The wow. men... 2002. <laughs> but, but I love that tag team, though. 
One million dollars. What's this? Oh, promo. Oh, yeah, leave this on. This is good. There he is, Lysatron. Ah, video. That's awesome. Yes. Jim Crocker Senior Memorial Cup 87. I remember that. Yep. One by the superpowers. Dusty and Nikita. I may have rent, rented one of these videos when I was renting videos like in the late 80s. Yeah. Yep, they won. That's how I caught up, caught up on a lot of wrestling. Oh, okay. Especially Big like Bubba. all this stuff. This mm -hmm. I caught up on because renting all the videos at the video store, you know, when I was like 11 and all that. Same here. Watch out. Fire. In that express, Real Warriors. That was a good one. I saw that too. To order your Crockett Cup video, get your credit card ready and call toll free 1-800-257-1333. We better call, buddy. I wonder what happened if you would call that number now. <laughs> exactly. I wonder about that too. Atlanta, Georgia. Sorry, no CODs. Operators no CODs. Damn. Call now. Really? Turn a home entertainment. One eight hundred two five seven thirteen thirty three. bad. Rock and Roll Express. Barry Windham and Road Warriors meet Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, and Nikita Koloff to make a special appearance on these limited edition cups. Oh, I wish I had one of those. With 32 ounces of any fountain drink, only 69 cents each at Crown Express Marts, Fast Fair, and Zippy Marts. They're big. They're bad. Gentlemen, we told you. Awesome. The horsemen, what they've been trying to do. Here it is. Everything is done by a contract nowadays. The Four Horsemen got Dusty Rhodes, a brother Jim Crockett Jr., Magnum TA, in a lawyer's office to discuss a contract for a great match. And we're talking about a lot of money. Let's take a look at that signing of that contract in the lawyer's office right now. Here it is. Better expected to be here at the appointed time, and then we're sitting here. The Four Horsemen. Jay Dillon. Lex Luger. Oh yeah, that's when Luger was the Horseman, huh? Mm -hmm. Yep. Telly Blanchard, my favorite horseman of all time. It's a psych out thing. You know, like you know what Anderson? I'd say arms for me. You know, no. Men in our position. Men in our position. Mr. Crockett looks pretty confident across the room. <laughs> there he is. Dusty and Magnum. I'm sure that Rolex watch of yours uh, keeps good time. I hope we haven't inconvenienced you this afternoon. How you doing, Jimmy? Hey, good, Dusty. Well, we'll make this real short and sweet because <laughs> I'm sure we all have a very busy schedule. Dusty Rhodes has issued a challenge on national television where he wants to put up $50,000 and face Mr. Blanchard for the world television title. But well, we've made it clear from day one that as long as Mr. Blanchard remains the champion, we'll dictate the terms. And we have never felt and do not feel now that we need to face you on television under any circumstances. But the question here, the $50,000 does intrigue us. Number one, we don't know for a fact that there is $50,000 in the paper sack that you, uh, in the paper sack that you, uh, <laughs> on television. Yeah, that's a lot of money. I understand that Mr. Crockett has been besieged with calls from promoters all over the country, and I know the phones have been ringing from wrestling fans all over the country wanting to see this match. So I assume that you would like to see this match take place. 
But again, we dictate the terms. So, Mr. Crockett, if you want to make this match, it's going to cost you upfront money, apart from any purse or any other consideration, just to make the match and to have Mr. Blanchard appear and defend the title, it's going to cost you upfront money $50,000. Mr. Dillon, it's highly irregular to get an appearance money and your normal compensation for wrestling. <laughs> well, that's just how it's going to be. Excuse me, I got $50,000 here. Let's stop talking about it. The, the, the money's here. My money's here. I want the match. Do whatever needs to be done. I want the match. Let's stop talking about it. What the fuck? Would my check be <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be another $50,000. <laughs> <laughs> like, where the fuck did they get all this money from? <laughs> Hey, my understanding is it's a winner-take-all situation. We're expected to put up $50,000. So uh, this represents uh, our part of the of the total purse. That's our $50,000. And I assume that check is good. And we're going to waive our normal uh, procedure where we would dictate the date and the location. And uh, we're going to let you do that. I mean, that's the least we can do. Well, uh, now that I, you have endorsed the check, uh, sort of given up that right to pick much of anything. I have a contract here for your man, Tully Blanchard, to defend the world television title against uh, Dusty Rhodes on June the 6th in Greensboro, North Carolina. For your signature. Here we go. doesn't say one fall 25 minutes here, it says one fall 60 minutes. That is correct. And I already have your check for $50,000. Yep, it's a lot of money. Seems a minor point, don't you think? Yes, yes. Sign it. Yeah, I think it's a minor point. <clears throat> There you are, sir. Now the only thing left that I can see is to establish that, in fact, uh, Mr. Rhodes has $50,000. You get your head off the money. You want the money, June the 6th, Greensboro, North Carolina, you come and get it. Magnum's going to be holding the money that night in the building from here on out. That's all we got to say about it. Thank you, Mr. Crockett, very much. I'll see you June the 6th in Greensboro, Tully Blanchard. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hyping up a match. I think it seems important. Barry Wyndham. Oh, the Widowmaker. The Widowmaker. Before he became a horseman, too. And we got some no-namer in a blue outfit. I think he was Thunderfoot. I think. Yeah, he looks it. <laughs> yeah, it would. Is that one of the cameramen they needed to fill in or something? Yeah, could have been George South. He's another one of those jobbers that's well-known. No, no, that just comes off as one of them outfits where they just put, like, someone, look, we get, we have an emergency. We need you to put this on and just go out there and let Barry Windham destroy you. Yep, another flying clothesline. He calls it the lariat. Look, look, yeah, that, that was an emergency guy. 
that, that was a guy. Like, that was the poor fucking ring boy. Oh, oh we got Flair. Oh. Here we go. Promo. I wish I had a platinum mullet. Uh, I just wish I had hair. That's overrated. (laughs) Sit down and look at it because it's the best going today. Woo! Heard the man. Uh, Jim Cornette, let me yes. introduce right. the new United Boy, States Jim Tag Cornette. Team Champions. The new United States Tag Team Champions at Bob Cottle. First off, I want to say that I'm glad that uh, you like that jacket that Mama yeah. sent you, and now you're going to be the president of my fan club. I know you're going to get thousands and thousands <laughs> of applications because all the people <laughs> love the Midnight Express and Jim Cornette. Now, let me tell you something. Good old Bobby the United Eaton. States Tag Team Champions. That's Stan Lane? Yes, it is. Because of any God, I don't think I've ever remembered Stan Lane that young. Working out in the gym, <laughs> training. He was. That must have, this we must be like right Tech at the beginning of his uh, tenure as uh, one of them, huh? Yes, it was. Okay. For that, he was the fabulous ones with Steve Kern. Yeah, because isn't this when uh, Dennis, that's when Dennis left or something, and they stayed or something, that's how it went? Yeah. Dennis left, and Stan took his place. We're not going to stop with just beating them. No, no, no. Because you see, it's taking you idiots. It's taking you morons out there long enough to wake up and realize that we're the greatest. We're not going to stop at beating any team at challenges for these things. We're going to embarrass them, too. We're going to humiliate them. This is the greatest tag team that's ever stepped in the ring. And you hear the thunder up there right now that signals that I mean what I say. The greatest tag team that ever stepped in the ring. The greatest tag team that ever will step in the ring. And there is nobody on the face of the earth. No Top three manager of all time. United States tag team title now. Same with the tag team. Tag team One of my favorite tag teams of all soon. time. The Midnight Express. Who holds the thing. We'll wrestle King Kong and Godzilla. We'll wrestle which, anybody uh, Because which that's two? exactly what we're going to show. We're going to show that not only are we the tag you mean team champions of the world. Yeah, like which two Midnight Express uh, members. My mama's going to be awful happy. And well, I did think that Bobby Eaton and, and uh, Dennis Condry had more heat, but Stan Lane and Beautiful Bobby were more athletic. Yeah, I like uh, that version. <laughs> oh, listen to the music. I wish they had more managers now. Managers are so pivotal. Yeah. It, to wrestling, it, it it's it's a lost art now. I don't know if I've ever said that, but I really think it's a lost art now. Yeah. Having managers. Yeah, they try an AEW, but it's very uh yeah. and they got Jake Roberts and Tilly Blanchard to managing, but they're limited. Yep, yeah, but it's like All right, the United States tag team I... champions. The Midnight Express with Jim Cornette. All right, we can talk. David, talk... Um <laughs> I think now, like, the the managers are like, uh, how can I put it? 
uh, that yeah. meant to the to fit the wrestler. Right. Where back in like this time, the manager wasn't really meant to fit the wrestler. I mean, Cornette was a little different with Midnight Stars, but I'm talking about like a Bobby Heat, Bobby, Bobby Heenan. Uh, they, they, you know, they were the, they're the, they were their own thing, their own character. Yeah, Jimmy and Hart. They managed the the another outlandish character. Right. You know that you know that they didn't make them the same or nothing. Now they like kind of fit it with the wrestler right. in a way. Now yeah. you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's why they can't go outside of that that one wrestler or whoever they manage. They got to stay with that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Very few managers can do that. I'm not going to call her a manager, but I thought uh, Telly Blanche and the Baby Doll was an effective duel. But she was more of a valet. I mean, True. she didn't really. I mean, well. I, but she was, did get involved. She did kick people's asses, though. Missy Hyatt. Oh, yeah. I think she may have been more of like a manager. Oh, but yeah. She, she was. I think she had a lot of different people. I mean, she managed other things outside of, you know, wrestlers, too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Even in the got. beginning, even in the beginning of uh, before she came, before she became Sunny Tammy Lynn Cinch in Smoky Mountain days. Yeah, I thought she was a very effective manager because she did all the talking for Chris Candido and Brian Lee. Mm-hmm. I don't see. I don't. I don't remember much of that, but I, I I've heard about that in them days. I just yeah. never did see it. And we got uh, Midnight Express uh, beating the Jobbers. The double goosel. That's their finisher. That's what Cornette called it. So, Bobby Eaton. <laughs> Wrapping him up like your Christmas present and going for the pin. Oh, promo time. Oh, my bad. Midnight Express. We saw the conference, the contract signing for the $100,000 for the match. In Greensboro, North Carolina, on June 6th. But also something has happened. We saw a little bit at the top of the program. Hopefully, Tully Blanchard and J.J. will be out here. And right now, in question, can Dusty Rhodes be there on June 6th? We'll have to find out. A serious injury for sure. That's right. We're going to show you exactly what we're talking about. He just cut off 50 G's, Tony. He's going to be that. (laughs) Exactly. That's what we got in the ring. Oh, yeah. Bullet Bob Armstrong, one of Jim Cornette's favorites. Going up against Bob Armstrong. The Road Dog's dad. Which one is that? Him? Yeah, the guy in the red singlet. Okay. That's the, yeah, that's the Road Dog's father. From the New Age Outlaws. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, Fleming, he's losing control. And uh, Brad Armstrong, too, huh? Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. That's his father, also. Not intimidated by anyone. I remember the wild ass Southern boys. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? I think that's what they were called. Huh? Steve Armstrong and Tracy Smothers. Yeah, that's it. And then they changed it and became the Young Pistols. Yeah, I remember them. Mm-hmm. And their Confederate outfits. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Trying to be the Freebirds with the Confederate outfits? Damn, it's already over. Armstrong wins. Sounds right. Bob Armstrong, baby. Old grizzled veteran. Yeah. But you also got to remember, this is 1988, 89. No one really kind of yeah. thought about this Ooh. shit back then. It was like, yeah, they're Confederate. Yeah, let's move on. 
<laughs> it's wrestling. Let's move on. That's sad. Heels can't even be heels anymore. Because <laughs> a heel may offend somebody. It's <laughs> it's like, uh, Nature Boy. The Nature Boy, Rick. But the world's heavyweight champion and hot on the heels of Jimmy Garvin. You know why? Because he's got a little filly with him. Woo! A little lady. The most bodacious woman alive today. Bodacious. Just got Space Mountain written all over. And Garvin, <laughs> I don't care where, how, when, it's got to happen. She took the coat. But she didn't put out. That means, buddy, the insult came back my way. And precious, I don't care if it's Baltimore. I don't care if it's Philadelphia. I don't care if it's Charlotte, North Carolina, Chicago. Precious, before it's all said and done. Woo! You're going to be mine, sweetheart. Think about it. That was a pretty American Bash match, too. Of a lifetime. Oh, boy. With the world champion. Woo! On Space Mom. See, this is why <laughs> one of the greatest boy. of all time. Two real bad apples. But who'd they beat? They beat the horseman yet? Not a chance. So, Animal, Hawk, Dusty Rhodes, Nikita. It's as good as gold. It's coming out of my mouth. In Chicago, Illinois. In the big cage, the four horsemen are going to eliminate the Road Warriors and Dusty Rhodes. The Road Warriors are going down. In other words, the four horsemen, whoo, along with James J. Dillon, are going to continue to style and profile. Woo. <laughs> she took the coat, but she didn't put out. <laughs> oh, I love Dark Journey. Symbol of success and exemplifies what Tully Blanchard Enterprise and the Four Horsemen are all about. We've grown to such magnitude that a personal secretary for Tully Blanchard was a necessity. I picked a woman that can type 100 words a minute, shorthand, uh, faster than a computer can spit it out. 1986, she was the National Secretary of the Year until I handpicked her from over 1,500 applicants, and now Tully Blanchard. Every aspect of your personal and business life is covered. All you have to do now is concentrate on the $100,000. You know, J.J. Dillon, you think about June the 6th, Dusty Rhodes telling oh me, God. Tully Blanchard, you be there. Well, Dusty Rhodes, the question right now is, are you going to be able to be there? Are you going to bring the aisle with Lip and Magnum T.A. and then Harris Teeter sack of $50,000 because the contracts are all signed. All the money is in. And you know, Dusty Rhodes, if you don't make it, if you're unable... The look that chick has, like, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Dark Journey, I used to have a crush on her. Really? Yep. I like the name, too, Dark Journey. She looks a little clueless here. She's not. Here we go. Absolutely. This is where Dusty gets hurt or something? Yeah. It's where the horseman does a number on him. Again. Dusty, don't call me Cody Rhodes. 
And it's got to be that when you got four guys of this Ooh. caliber in the ring and the feelings that they have for each other, when you put the superpowers and the dream team together, anything can happen. And you've got nothing but action from the opening bell. Oh, look at the strength Ooh. of Luger. Power slam. Rack. Torture rack. With a power slam just shows you the strength of this individual. What an athlete. Is he going to go over his backbreaker? Yeah, there it is. Torture rack. Now, the old Nikita wouldn't allow that. Back when Nikita slimmed down a little bit. Russian sickle. No hammer. Was a there we go. Hot tag to Dusty. Wow, a lot, a lot of flying clotheslines in this show. There's the weak leg there. That was pretty weak, though. Flair <laughs> just like bumped him and then just went down. Jobs, ooh, jobs the knee. Cross Dusty's messed up knee. And then Dusty knows sells it. <laughs> I like how Dusty does the figure four. He said, enough of the spinning stuff. I'm just going to step over and just do it. Oh, here they come, the horsemen. Uh-oh, going after that knee. Look at JJ. Dark Journey. Well, the NWO, they threw things in the ring too. The fans, that is. Shit, this was just another sad. Rock and Roll Express. The Rock and Roll Express, Nikita Kolov, all got into the ring, and the horseman left, but tremendous pain. Dusty Rhodes down 
wait a minute, somebody now, Nikita just jerked the chair out from under us after Luger and then Dusty Rhodes though, Dusty Luger paint on his face. Now, <laughs> Dusty really is selling the shit out of that knee. Yeah, right. Bob, you know that was the one they broke. The one they broke about a year and a half ago. Oh, Ricky Morton, biggest hug. Wait, who's that? Is that yep. Nikita now? Yep, Nikita. Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson. The Rock and Roll Express are in, trying to help him, and pain still on the face and the screams from Dusty Rhodes. As he's in Diamond Cutter, no skin. And we can look at it. Right. He's kind of overselling. That's what Dusty did. Now, right here was where Dusty caught Flair coming. Uh, and that's what made him great. You had to sell. Look how small the ring was back then, too. Oh, yeah. Go step over there, and I'll just slap on the figure four, and I'm done. <laughs> It should have all been over at this point with Dusty and Nikita, the winners, as he had that figure four. And you saw what happened with Luger. But outside, coming through, you see the four other four horsemen. Hart Anderson, Tully Blanchard, and Tully with that briefcase is pounding away. And now he goes right to that knee, right to the leg that they had hurt Ooh. before, the one they broke before. And again, now look, watch this, Bob. The four horsemen, look at this, they're going to put that suitcase underneath the knee this time they really intend to do the job and the man who is already signed in a fifty thousand dollar match hundred thousand dollars now is the man doing the jumping That's right the jumping right on that leg trying to really injured dusty Rhodes this time telly blanchard had to head saturday june the sixth in mind all the time he was working on Bob that leg in that deep whoop russians we're back and, and you see right now who are they wrestling vladimir pietro <laughs> the italian stallion that's right i remember him nice move vladimir pietro well you gotta give the stallion a lot of credit he's gotta do this he's fighting two men all right well that was very interesting the yes, <laughs> the dusty rose thing yeah horseman strike again yeah that was always their mo uh huh. Especially when they came to a flat match. Mm hmm. God, I couldn't. Damn, this match is already over. The yeah, Russian that's right. one, y'all. Yep. So. Vladimir Pietrov gets the win against the Italian Stallion. Damn. Yep, Chris said it all. <laughs> damn. <laughs> yeah, it's like, damn, it's, the matches are over before they begin. Well, this is one thing I noticed. A lot of, like, looks like a lot of the jobbers in this show. I mean, like, like I said, I don't remember watching enough NWA to kind of break it down. You're a little bit more expert on it than I am. Yeah, they had a lot of, uh, I guess they would call get over matches for their main talent, make them look strong. And what we got going on here? All right, Anderson, your boy. Double A, huh? Double A. You got Jabba. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, that's how things were back in the day. Some skinny guy with a muscle. <laughs> Which is plain tights. Oh, this is poor bastard. They say time and time again, the four horsemen will wrestling. They just don't the shit out of him. They don't care, and we saw it right there. What they did to Dusty. Trying to make a comeback. Well, we'll recall a long time ago when that leg was broken. Spinebuster. And then, of course, when Dusty lost that world title 
Here we go. And Gorg Buster. This guy's the most sadistic of the bunch. Yeah, very well could be. The question is, can Dusty Rhodes... That's it. This time? Not at <laughs> yeah, but the spine bust is the one that became his, like, ultimate fish. Yeah. It did, mm -hmm. yeah, I thought so. Yeah. And then, every now and then, he'd do a Gorg Buster. In this country, Ric Flair, let's stop BSing the people in this country. Let me tell you something, baby. Let's stop talking about it. I did like the song, though. Hank, Wayne, Hank Williams Jr. Oh. <laughs> oh, this is just, I guess, a little highlight thing. Yeah, like it did for Ric Flair earlier. Hank Williams Jr. The Huey Lewis. Boom. Bye, JJ. Tell me, Jerry, when knew you? Here we go. Again. Exactly where we're from. It's 2002. And in about 15 years, everybody's going to know exactly where we're from. Let me ask you something, Bob. Have you ever been to Utopias? Nope. Well, on Utopias, the women have big fat bellies and they don't have any sense in their head. Much the same as the boogie woogie man you'd think he was born and raised at the place. I would probably believe if he would have said 2021. I myself yeah, you know. <laughs> been in psychology for quite some time. Yeah, I can see it. Never in my yep. life have I ever come across a malfunction such as the one which they do the same promo accumulated at this no. point in time. <laughs> well, with the use of the Alvia solution and cyber sedation, we're going to fix you, Lasertron. We're going to reprogram you. We're going to delete you and get you fixed right so you can walk the Using new breed out words, there so. and carry our jackets <laughs> and our sunglasses back. Because that's about that's all the 80s you language right should there. be doing, yep. my friend. You shouldn't be inside They did a similar promo so earlier that we watched. That's what made it funny. He's the only one who knows how to do breasts, Lasertron. My man, Sean, tell him. About how things are gonna be. Yes, we have just returned from the moons of Beta. <laughs> it wasn't an easy trip, my friend. Again? We went to talk to the Grand Wizard of All Mind <laughs> Projection. We took him our problem. We said, Wizard, exactly impossible to get rid of this problem. What can we do? We are faced with a great dilemma. The wizard looked at us calmly, collectively. Boys, do not worry. A series five implant is all <laughs> Okay. Did the exact same promo. States champion Nikita Kolov. Nikita. Earlier, we saw what the four horsemen did to your friend and your partner, Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, we saw what the uh, four horsemen do. Big, uh, bad, four, big, bad, man, right? Ruler, Anderson, Blanchard, and Fire. 
for being a bad man. I mean, the battery is shattering. The dick is fucked up. That's when they get it in. man to keep down, you see. And I hard man to take out. You see, I study right here. My super brother does it wrong. He's not going to let down. He's going to get back up. And if it's not a four hundred, then it's a Vladimir Piedrov. Or it's Ivan Korov. Or it's a Dingmodan attack you from behind. All big bad men. You know what they are? All stinging cowards. That's what you are. You want to do They had a lot of Russian guys in the 80s, huh? Yeah, they're trying to capitalize off the Cold War. What, really, huh? Yep. Because they had, uh, uh, what was the two in the WWF? Nikolai Volkov and Boris Zukov. Yeah. Bolsheviks. Yeah. And Nikolai became American. Mm -hmm. My friend Hexel. Hexel. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to my good friend, Magnum T.A. And the Magnum T.A., he knows if Nikita Korov, if Magnum T.A. needs any kind of help, Nikita Korov going to be right to his side. You four husband, Ivan Korov, Vladimir Piedrov, you be aware of a superpower. You now are going to be stopped. Trust me. There it is, Nikita Kola <laughs> talking about his friend. Nikita Kola. Don't forget, that's going to happen Saturday, June 6th in Greensboro. Right now, let's go back to the ring. Here we go. We got a tag team match. I was going to say, I'm mm -hmm. getting the Rock and Roll Express. Yep, Rock and Roll Express. Yeah. All the teeny boppers loved them. <laughs> the Rock and Roll Express. I think they're doing their farewell. Really, they're the greatest looking guys. Yeah. <laughs> Rock and, roll and they're doing their farewell tour before they retire for good. Really? Yes, they are. Robert's in there. Robert Gibson. To the midsection. Back to man. Against two jobs, so we know it's not going to last long. Yep. There it is. Double drop kick, the finisher. And it's over. Wow. I'd feel I'd feel ripped off if I went to this fucking show. I'd be like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Well, back in the day, it didn't matter. Can he at least tag in the other guy? <laughs> no, he's the uh, water boy. We, uh, he, he just cleans up the arena. We just needed him to stand there. <laughs> he didn't get paid a lot of money back then either. Here we go. Forrestman. The four yeah, here we are. Look yes. And the newest member of the team. You know, Tully, what we did to Dusty Rhodes, or rather, what you and JJ got to Dark journey. do in my estimation, is one of the finest things you've ever done in your life. <laughs> JJ moved him. Like, get out the way. <laughs> I'm the champion, and I haven't got something like that. How did you do it? How did you do it? Tully, you got him all. Look at her. Stand on your show of a time. Yeah, custom dance, Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> Look at the dreams. Oh, hey, let's have a moment of silence. Let's all cry for the dream. You think he's thinking about that hundred grand? What he's thinking about is a way out. 
Who'd want to be in the ring with Tully Blanchard knowing the horsemen woo, will be in the same building? Tell him, JJ. Hey, I outbid General Motors. I outbid Texaco. I outbid Exxon to get the finest personal secretary in the world. <laughs> one thought American dream, Dusty Rhodes, as you hobble around. Saturday, June 6th is fast approaching. If you're not there, even if Magnum, Rock and Roll, and everybody else in the world is there, if you're not there, $100,000, dollars 50000 good time. Great belongs to us. Oh. And then maybe the world champion. Oh, my God. Tully's got... Oh, thank Tully. Precious, I got to have you to make <laughs> this thing complete. Look at this, JJ. What are you going to get from X? Who are you getting burned? Tully, my hat's off to you, my friend. You have got it all. And now you got Dusty Rhodes. Here it is. Bye. Woo! Bye. 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 Woo! See you next week, fans. Until then, so long for now. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Love the intro. And the and the outro music. Oh, yeah, that's classic. Yes, it wow. is. Keep it going. Oh, your boy. God. Virgil, Virgil Reynolds. Reynolds. Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> Here's your move. Don't go away because coming that would have been my finisher. Your screen will be I always said that. That would have been my finisher. We'll call it the Cajun Crusher. On TV 58. Uh, I'm a small guy. So oh. I'd have, I would have needed something that was you know, something easy for me to do. Oh, and, okay. Klondike Bill. Klondike Bill. Double Gore. Isn't it monster. funny seeing all these names? How you think yep. you know all the shit on them now? It's like, oh, that's, uh, yeah, Klondike Bill. I know those stories now about Klondike Bill. Klondike Bill. Uh, that was, that was, uh, uh <laughs> interesting show, especially at the horse that, that had to be the horseman show right there. It was. It was. That, that was very good. I like that. Yep. Can't you got the new breed from 2002. Yeah, you couldn't beat that, that classic horseman teams. Oh, yeah. That was they were just, great back in the day. That was some good shit. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie. I enjoyed that. I mean, yeah. the matches were kind of weak, but. Yeah, that's what it was back then. Yeah, that that, that was shit. That was a, just a little, almost just like a house show almost. I mean, yeah, it, it was. It no was main names against nobody in that show. It was all jobbers. Yeah. Except your guy, you said Rocky King, I guess. That's what it was, Rocky King? Yeah, Rocky King. But I don't, I've never heard of him. <laughs> He's been if around it ain't for a while. Brooklyn Brawler, I don't know who he is. <laughs> no Brooklyn Party. Brawler. You what, you never heard of S.D. Jones? Yeah, yeah, S.D. Jones. It's uh, yeah. Virgil, huh? Well, not Virgil, but... He's a bigger Virgil. Bigger version of Virgil. Oh. Maybe not. <laughs> or Iron Mike Sharp. I remember that name. Because, wait, wasn't... What was the name uh, they gave Vir Or he had when he did yeah, he, that AEW promo? Uh, you mean Virgil? Yeah. Uh, Night it Train was, Jones? It was Night Train Jones. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's who I thought. Okay. That's why I got confused. Night Train Jones. <laughs> yeah, at first I didn't know who that was. I'm like, 
Yeah, I went on one saw it again. I was like, oh, that's Virgil. <laughs> Night Train Jones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't use nothing, Virgil or Vincent. I mean, come on. <laughs> How about Vince? He could have just used Vince. Yeah, he could have. I mean, something with a Vin. Night Train Jones. <laughs> yeah, like, so I didn't know who that was. And I had to go back and look. I'm like, oh, it's fucking Virgil. Yeah. That's the dude that's always at the cons and no one goes to his table. Yeah. I've seen it personally. Have you? Oh, yeah. In San Diego. Oh, oh yeah. You didn't go there and get your autograph from him? I would have done it. No. No. Oh. Fucking Virgil. Yeah, and, and he's got his own version of the million dollar belt with him. Oh, okay. And it's funny. I think it was. I think I, I seen him twice. I think he was at the WrestleCon, too. I'm pretty sure. Because. I want to say, yeah, because uh, Ted DiBiase was at that one. I'm like, damn, bro, you can't invite Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Don't be cool. a dick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, Just invite him over. Yeah, yeah, y'all would probably make more money together than y'all would being separated. Yeah, that's true. You know, wouldn't, I'd rather have a picture with Virgil and Ted DiBiase than I would with fucking just one of them by themselves. Of course, I'd take DiBiase over Virgil, but... Still, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. No, oh, that's a shame. Virgil, just accept your role. <laughs> I mean, boy, I thought he wasn't a bad wrestler. No, he wasn't bad. Just, they didn't have anything for him. Nope. When the million I mean, dollar belt, that was it. Yeah, that was, I mean, what, what do you do with Virgil after the million dollars things? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the million dollar man. I mean, what? What did he? I mean, could he? I, I don't know. I mean, could he maybe, get a push? Maybe you can kind of build him up for an intercontinental title. Maybe. I'm not saying win it, but Virgil build him up. Would have worked. Maybe like. Maybe he was too before his time. His character. Possibly. Because I mean, I think they were really character driven back then. Yeah. So I mean, and he was just more like a plain Jane guy at, after the Virgil character or when he left Million Dollar Man. Yeah, you can say that. They try so to make say, I think man. it would have been a better storyline if he was, uh, if it was later down the road when you had like so much, you know, the character driven right. part. I think it would have made more sense and, you know, Virgil. But then again, you wouldn't have Million Dollar Man's character. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not him. No, I'm sorry. You wouldn't have Virgil's character. Right. You'd have Million Dollar Man. Well, yeah, to DiBiase. Yeah, the you gotta have the white, uh, the evil white rich guy. You know? <laughs> 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 gotta have that. That's what they had back then. But that story of... would be great now, especially with all the little wokers. Yeah, know? oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> having the black dude beat up the rich white guy—that'd be great. That's what oh, yeah. you want. We're giving you what you want. <laughs> 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 but it still would be offensive. <laughs> Deaths lately, huh? Like in the yeah. celebrity world? Crazy, nuts. especially yesterday. Meatloaf I mean, and L- Louis old, Anderson. Yeah, the older people, it's like, 
what can you say though? I mean, they like Sydney Portier, Sydney Portier, and uh, yeah, Eddie White. Eddie White. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, they made it to that far. I mean, shit. I mean, to be like, whoa, they died. I guess Betty White was just ironic of she was yeah. so close to 100 and everybody was just no mm-hmm. one ever thought she would die. Right. And she was looking forward to being 100, too. Yeah. And just like that, poof. Yeah, Sidney Poor, yeah, I didn't even know he was still alive. I mean, yeah. that's how low key he was in his end of his life. Yeah, 94 years old, man. Yeah, he had some good movies. I remember some of his movies, too. Oh, yeah. And yeah, the night. Uh, yeah, yeah, he and I, I remember, uh, guess who's coming to dinner? I think that's, yep. who, yeah, that's coming that. to dinner. Mm-hmm. I remember that. But no, the one I remember Sidney Poirier the most is, uh, Shoot to Kill and, uh, Little Nikita. Oh, yeah. I like that movie. I, I thought that was a fantastic movie, Little Nikita mm-hmm. with River Phoenix. Mm hmm. I like, let's, I like, let's do it again with him and Bill Cosby. That was funny. I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever seen that. It's pretty funny. Jimmy Walker was in it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Funny movie. Betty White, she was just a classic. Yeah, she was. <laughs> Anything she did was fucking fantastic. Yep. I even saw a little bit uh, of Hot in Cleveland when she was in that um, I heard, TV I show. Heard it was funny. It was funny. It was funny. I remember the first thing I ever seen Betty White on was uh, Mama's Family. That's the first thing I remember her on. Oh, yeah. I remember Mama's Family. Yeah, she was uh, the daughter. One yeah, of she was. Yeah, <clears throat> she got taken out. Uh, what else? Of course, Golden Girls and like all the movies, especially like later on, like because she made it like a little comeback in like two thousand with Lake Placid. I remember yep. like Lake Placid came Lake out. Placid. She had yeah, she had that fucking role with. The, <laughs> I hope they all get their fucking asses eaten. All this shit. It's like holy shit. <laughs> it was like Betty's white career just took off again. Yeah. You know, and she started playing all these like crazy ass. Did you ever see Bringing Down the House? I heard of it, but never watched it. But she's the racist neighbor. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Betty White. That movie is I think that's one of Steve Martin's best but underrated movies. <laughs> yeah, Steve it, Martin. It's fucking great. Him and Queen Latifah. Latifah, yep. Yeah, that shit was great. I've seen previews of it, but I haven't seen the whole uh movie. No, it's it's funny. It's a good one. I like all of Steve Martin's underrated shit. I think that was some of his best shit. My Blue Heaven's probably my favorite movie. <clears throat> the Man with Two Brains. Uh, I was thinking about that movie the other day. Kathleen Turner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which y'all shaved it into a little heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, jerk. yeah, sir. We thought it was fucking like Thanksgiving. Uh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, The Jerk. Yeah, I remember the jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I was born a poor black kid. Or some shit. <laughs> I forgot how it was in the beginning. I was p- born a poor black kid. <laughs> <laughs> and what else? Bob Saget passed away. Yeah, that was probably the most shocking one, honestly. I don't it was. Like, really? Bob Saget's only 65. But things happen, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably definitely the most shocking one. Indeed. I like, mean, really? Bob Saget? Yeah, because he was just in, like, Fuller House a couple years ago. And, you know, and, and yeah. then he was, yeah, I heard he was doing his tour. Yeah, he was doing his tour. You have a suck tick for Coke? <laughs> <laughs> and Dave Chappelle's like, nope, I never have. 
The reaction uh, of Dave Chappelle's face was classic after he heard that. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was classic. I never. I, I remember watching that for the first time, and I was like, <laughs> "That was fucking." Fucking Andy Tanner. <laughs> yeah, that shit was like gave him a whole new life too. Yeah, that I did. One line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one that line. was it. <laughs> Everybody looked at Bob Sag. It was like, it's the half big dude. He wasn't the full house dude anymore. I know. <laughs> the suck dick of a coke guy. <laughs> that whole movie was funny. <laughs> I'm from Beach Boy. <laughs> <laughs> The thumbs I stick to my story. <laughs> I'm from Jamaica, man. What side of Jamaica? From Beach Boy. <laughs> Wait, what did he say? Right, right by, down by the beach. <laughs> <laughs> if I wasn't Jamaican, why would I be wearing this hot? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Sam, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. <laughs> oh man. Oh man, I, I love that movie. So, <laughs> did someone say did someone have some empty pipes? Secret code. We got the highs and lows. Well, well, tell me about the highs. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, about the highs. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. Like, I love the beginning when they're talking about the first time they smoke weed and they're walking in the store and everything's like slow motion. And that's the truth, too. (laughs) That ain't a lie. Your first time is everything that happened to them. Yep. Walking all in a trance. No, nope, I was in the trance. The drunk. Think, so thirsty. <laughs> you think you're seeing things? At least that's what I thought. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to say I felt like I was seeing things. I remember the first time I got high, I felt like I, like after I was like really, really high, I felt like I was in a dream. Oh, like, yeah. Every, that's everything, everything was like, like it wasn't clear, but you knew you were there. <laughs> it was weird. It was like, yeah, it was, like, it was like a dream. Blurry, you know, it was like a blur a little bit. Right. It was yeah, all a dream. You see Word Up magazine? No. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you stare at something for a long time. It looks like it comes to life. <laughs> that I, was just me, I guess. That was acid for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, stare the shrooms. Yeah. No, the shrooms for me. Oh. Uh, computer. Like, what is that? looks like a shape of a chicken. <laughs> I never noticed that before. <laughs> look, I can tell you... We'll, we'll talk about this another time, but there was okay. one night when I took uh, shrooms for the first time. Well, fuck, I'll tell you a story. Well, funny. Oh, funny. boy, here we go. Oh, it's a good one. It's okay. A good one. All right. I was, I went to, uh, at the time, I, I, I got out of jail two weeks earlier because I got busted for weed. <laughs> so, like, I wasn't going hang out with nobody. I was only in jail for like a day and a half, something like that. But okay. I wasn't going, I was, I was trying to keep low from everybody because, you know, we didn't. You know, we just kept low when we got arrested and shit. So I finally went back to my guy's house where he, you know, and I went with my close friend and we sitting there and we're hanging, we're smoking and shit. 
And uh, he was like, yeah, bro, because this is the dude I pretty much took the rap for, you know, the big guy. Oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, I appreciate it. And uh, he's like, yeah, bro, congr- you know, drink this. I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is Red Kool-Aid. He's like, you'll <laughs> love it. I'm like, okay. And I just <laughs> down in price. Fucking thirsty anyway. Glug, 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 you know. The so we drink? We, huh? Was the purple drink? No, it was uh, strawberry. Okay. Or, or tropical punch. One on the two. One, it right. was red. I knew it was red. All right. <laughs> so we started playing. Remember the Genesis where you could buy the, uh, I guess it was called the satellite or whatever. Where you, you mean play, Saturn? Like, no, no, no. It was the Genesis, but it was a thing called, I think, the satellite. Where it was hmm. you plug it in, but you could put four controllers in. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, you could play, like, NBA and shit like that. Well, it was me, and we were playing an NBA game, right? Yep. And we're playing. Next thing you know, boom, it hits me. I start seeing, like, the walls behind the TV start turning checkered and stripe. Then they they told me this. They were like, dude, we knew something was wrong. I'm like, why? They're like, your guy just started just running all around the court. Just for the fuck. <laughs> just, like, just running around like, hey. So we're there for a couple hours. It's like hitting me. My boy's like, I'm going to bring you home. And I'm like, okay. Well, you know, we're in the car and it's like a seven miles, six miles away. We have to go. We're driving. And yeah, yeah, all good. Uh, and I'm the only one, tr- you know, on the shrooms. Right. And he's bringing me home. He's laughing the whole time because I'm making an ass of myself. While we're on a street and I look over, it's like 20 cop cars. And the cops are like rushing this church, like with their lights, like they're about to raid this motherfucker. So me, who just got out of jail two weeks ago, I, I'll lose my fucking mind. I'm like, holy shit, they know about me, bro. They know about me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was great. And he's like, what the fuck that? And I'm like, dude, I'm just going to give out, get out and turn myself in. <laughs> you policemen look like checkers. <laughs> dude, I, that's a true fucking story, too. Wait. Oh, we're not done yet. Oh, good lord. We are not done. Oh, no, it's just beginning. Oh. And so we're passing it, and I'm I'm freaking the fuck out. And so we, we ain't got that much further to go. So by the time we get to, like, around to my street in my apartment, you know, I'm calmed down. He's like, you all right, bro? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, that shit was just crazy. He's like, yeah, I know. Well, across the street from me, they were building a new library, right? It was right. under construction at the time. Mm-hmm. But we're passing, we're passing where the security guard building is, like their little camper and where they park their car. Well, as we're passing, the security guard's like laid out on his fucking hood of his car and with his door open. And I'm looking and I'm like, dude, the security guard's fucking dead. And he's like, what? I'm like, dude, look at him. He's fucking dead. Oh, my God. What the fuck? And he's like, dude, calm down. He's probably just laying there. I'm like, no, he's fucking dead and yeah dude i'm losing it and he brings me to my house he's like bro you'll be all right just calm down whatever i'm like okay i'm gonna stay inside (laughs) and he leaves and so i'm sitting there bro on the sofa just contemplating i'm like what the fuck that dude was dead people are just gonna leave that poor man's dead body that shit okay so stupid me (laughs) 
decides to go into the uh, the 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 uh, silverware drawer and grab the ice pick. Because I want to go check on the guy. I want to make sure, you know, I don't get killed by the same person I killed. (laughs) So I go through the apartment complex and I get to the furthest gate closest to him. And as I'm walking, I still see him on the car and I'm walking. And next thing you know, I I get about halfway to what I had to get to. With an ice pick in my hand. (laughs) And that's when it dawned on me what the fuck I was doing. I was like, wait, you got an ice pick. What if this dude is really dead and you're over there with a fucking I wasn't even thinking about scaring the fucking dude or anything. I was just thinking about getting caught with an ice pick. So my dumb ass. Throws the ice pick and runs back in the fucking house. Okay. So I go back in the house. I'm calming down. Then I realize, why the fuck did I throw the ice pick? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, okay, I threw it pretty far. I know where I kind of threw it. I'll go find it tomorrow. There's no cops out there. (laughs) (laughs) Did you find it? Oh, yeah. I found it the next day. But, oh, I'm still not thrilled. Oh, Lord. Well, it's one more event. So, you know, I finally calm myself down. I'm smoking a little bit, but I'm still tripping on shrooms. I'm like, all right, I'm going to just sit down and watch a movie. Uh, put a movie in. It was something already in the VCR. I'm like, fuck it. I'll press play. It's Ghostbusters. <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah. So I'm watching it. It starts off in the beginning with the uh, with them going in. And they're in the library, right? And that's right. when they run into the ghost for the first time in the library. The old lady reading a book. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, oh, this looks cool, man, tripping. And when they did their little get her and she just turned into the fucking yep. monster, I mm-hmm. lost my fucking shit. It was like, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> it, yeah, I turned that shit off and went straight to bed under the covers, bro. Thinking <laughs> about the poor dead man outside and the ghost on the TV. I woke up first day I did in the morning. I went outside to see if there was anybody or cops. Nope. <laughs> nope. Dude must have been sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's probably sleeping on the car. Yeah, so I went got dressed, went walked around where I thought the ice pick was, and I actually found it. Picked it up. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> My first night of drinking shroom juice or having shrooms. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make sure he's dead. Let me get a nice pick to make sure he's dead. Yeah, let me go finish the job off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It dawned on me when I'm halfway across the fucking street with the fuck I was doing. And it's like, oh, shit. Yep. Just trying to be a good Samaritan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to make sure he's dead. <laughs> I mean, this dude was sprawled out on the hood. I mean, like, just... It looked like someone shot him and threw him on the hood, or he felt, yeah, that's how he looked. That's, <laughs> you know, it's like, dude, I mean, you see that you're sleeping, you're a terrible fucking security guard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was a funny story. <laughs> oh, there's many more. Trust me. There are oh, many. Oh, boy. Especially on first times I ever did certain drugs. Oh, well. no. You going to tell I, some more tonight with your old lady? Uh, maybe we'll see. Nah, we'll see. Actually, she's been around for thirty years, so she <laughs> she has some of her own. Oh, 
she wasn't all all like around the whole time, but she she could probably get to like some early early Chris shit. <laughs> oh, thirty sure years. Yeah, we will. We'll probably hit on some of that shit tonight because, yeah. uh, like I said, we knew each other <clears throat> early on before I became the you know cool motherfucker I am today. Oh yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm pretty sure Jeff will be watching football today. NFL? No, he won't. No, he loves NFL. No, he, he, well, I guess so. I don't he know. Watched it last week, so. Oh, he did. Yep. I didn't talk to him a lot this week. Yeah, him and I were texting back and forth during the games. Mm. Well, I'm glad he's watching something. <laughs> <laughs> Wish he yeah, were watching something, but you know, <clears throat> everybody's busy. Oh yeah. Can't so. believe it's already January 22nd. My gosh, it'll be February before we know it. I know, right? Going right by fast. But all right, Dirk, you want to start wrapping things up? Yeah, we can do that. I had fun this week. I, that was, I actually want to say it again. That was a very fun show. That was a very good one. Made my laugh with the four yeah. horsemen. <laughs> and the ice pick episode. And the ice pick <laughs> escapade. <laughs> Next week on the ice pick escapade. <laughs> ice pick escapade. Chris and his ice pick go to the zoo. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Will this work against this lion? <laughs> I, I think that lion is dead. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go check on it. Yeah. Fuck you. I need more than an ice pick with a lion. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that was funny. But any plugs you want to plugs? Yeah, we gotta give a shout out to Shaheen for making our artwork that you love so much. Yes. Good stuff, man. Yes, I seen it and I was like, holy shit, that's fucking awesome. Thank <laughs> you. Get to Shaheen uh, from Breaking the Apocalypse. Yes, and listen to his new show, Planet Mondo. Yeah, I this, heard uh, like a self like self reflecting. Yeah, yeah, that'll be it. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Makes you learn something. Makes you think. Good stuff. That shit kind of makes me like, kind of like, kind of gave me an idea. Oh. <laughs> like, I bring some of the people I shared some of these adventures with. <laughs> like, holy shit! You yeah, you have... well back when. It's much more interesting than your fucking geek <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, you could talk about some more ice pick adventures. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. shout yeah. out to breaking the apocalypse of. Drapes, Bisho Brian, and again Shaheen, Castlin yeah, Cheeky. Yes, yeah, salute to them also. Thank oh, you. Yeah. yeah, they've been shouting us out. And the Breaking Apocalypse been the Guns and Geeks shouting out the Guns and Geeks podcast. I was like, oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Draper awesome. for saying Dime Bag Dirk. Dime Bag Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Or Dirk Bag Daryl. <laughs> yeah, Dirk Bag Daryl. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but Dime Bag Dirk, that's pretty funny too. <laughs> of course, you yeah, got yes. the Mojo who's recovering from uh, COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me too, uh, Mojo. Me too. Get well, my friend. Yep. Same thing with Cheese on sports from the high marks. He's recovering from it. And we got a phone call from Cheese right now. No. <laughs> I got a. 
No, not that one. No, <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll make, uh, yeah, after we finish, I'll make, I'll call him back. Yep. Shout out to your boy, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff, where are you been, bro? Watching that football. Watching that football, working his ass off. Oh, yeah. Just like you, you're also working your ass off, aren't you? Yeah, and I'll be working more this week and Ooh. doing more shows, too. I'm trying to get <clears throat> more shows out this week, so. Oh, yeah. Be burning my candle at both ends. Yes, you are. Just don't spread yourself too thin and wear yourself out. <clears throat> then I got to deal with, you know, personal issues also. Oh. oh, yeah, that too. So. That's a shame. So, yeah. Yeah. What else we got? Son the Monster sounds off. Check him out. Have any shout outs? No, you, you covered them all. I mean, we all we all got friends with the same people. So, yeah, I appreciate oh. it, guys. Once again, you know, from myself yeah. and Dirt, you know, yeah. thank you. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Jeff Lippman, who uh, spreads the word of our shows. Oh, really? Thank mm-hmm. you, Jeff Lippman. Jeff Lippman. Check out his shows. Yep. Garden of so Doom. Yep, try to get everybody yep. in. <laughs> <laughs> when you're trying to support everybody, it's like, shit. I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, yeah we're trying. What else we got there? Oh, yeah. Get in the corner. Dog a baby and yuck nasty. I got a lot of shout outs, don't I? <laughs> yeah. It's good, though. <laughs> Means making friends amongst the community. Yep, Suplexity okay. Limits, shout out to them. Oh yeah, Wrestling Soup. Anthony Missionary Thomas and Joe Numbers. Wrestling Soup. Wrestling Soup. Motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. <laughs> and who else we got? Oh yeah. Johnny Florida. Michael Smith. The old... Uh, WNC crew, one with Papa Dave. Papa Dave. Papa Dave, but he's doing Planet Rocket tour with uh, Bobby Anthem and Yuck Nasty. God, a lot of people are doing a lot of fucking podcasts. Jesus, yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Get the community going, making it bigger. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Sensible Sam. What's up, Sister and Smoke, which I call her. Shout out to your old lady. And shout out to my old lady who don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? Uh, Brandy. Yeah, shout out to Brandy. Yeah. Not the R&B, not the R&B girl who did Moesha, but you know, Brandy. Nah, nah. Ooh, you know what? If she, if she did a podcast, you can call it A Shot of Brandy. A Shot of Brandy, huh? Actually, I don't know what I'm going to uh, do. Yeah, I'll be well, we'll it. see. We'll see if everything. Actually, we're gonna uh, experiment with Zoom tonight. So, mm. so we'll probably all be going to Zoom eventually. Try to get everybody on the same. Oh yeah, or, yeah. Because you said y'all are on Zoom now, huh? Yeah, we are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, breaking the apocalypse through on Zoom too. Yeah. So uh, yeah, if we ever you know try to get some other people on here, I know most people are using Zoom, so we're gonna try to make the transition over. No, oh, you don't like Skype anymore. No, no, I'm just trying to make the transition over because everybody else is on Zoom. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's why. Not, tonight's going to be the experiments for me to, like, you know, tamper with it a little bit more. Oh, yeah. That could work. Yeah. I was actually going to try to do it with us, but I was like, well, I don't want to 
Because, I mean, if anything, I don't have to put up. This show has to go up. The other one don't have to. Oh, yeah. Uh, something goes wrong. I don't have to worry about that show. Or I could just blend that 30-minute show I did with a co-worker and, and this one. Yeah, so. Oh, you did a 30-minute show? Yeah, it was about 30 minutes. We actually recorded me and her. And, <clears throat> you know, she got a little. Um, uh, so it's kind of is it kind of like Planet Mondo? Yeah, I don't know. No, oh. no, she got tipsy on air. Oh, yeah, <laughs> she got tipsy on air, and she was like, "I, I can't go no longer." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, you okay? <laughs> I can't go no more." <laughs> it's all good though. Yeah, it's all good. It happens. Call it Castro's catastrophes. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you right. want to talk about your stories? That's been the month of my life so far. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah so. you tell your stories. Yeah, your drug stories. Yeah, catastrophe Castro or something like that, or Castro's catastrophe. My drug stories. I, I wasn't like an addict. I was just a <laughs> user. <laughs> Recreational, and I knew when it was. I was done. Weekend's over. Okay, go back to work. There you go. <laughs> like shooting guns. I, I, I was, wasn't going in the bathroom stalls or nothing. Like <laughs> and then again, I was young too. I was very young. Very, very young. Very young. But all right. Uh, I want. Uh, of course, everybody knows this is the on the Bayou Geeks Network. Uh, check is well, the Bayou Geek Show. We will be having a show, hopefully, sometime this out either the end of this weekend or this week for sure. Yes. But yeah, this show we're gonna I'm gonna have this show up as soon as possible. I'm gonna work on it when me and Dirk, uh, Dirk are done. I was about to call you Kirk. <laughs> People Kirk. do that sometimes. Is it Kirk? No, no, it's Dirk. Dirk? No, it's Dirk. You sure? Just call me John. Okay. <laughs> That's what they do when they order pizza. <laughs> I just call this. Yes, John. Just call me John. John, this John, because no one can I say Dirk you. for some reason. It's always Derek. I said, really? Is it really that hard? I don't know why. Yeah, <sighs> really, right? Yeah. Derek? No, it's Dirk. No, it's Dirk. Derek? Yeah. Uh, no, just John. Just put it on John. I don't know, probably because I had more friends named Dirk than I did Derek. Right. Because I mean, it's not uncommon down here for Dirk. I mean, I've heard Dirk. Yeah. But all right, Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> You're ready to bounce on out of here, my man. Oh, yeah. But uh, I'm going to try to have a poll question up. Uh, I'll figure something out. Put some, I mean, if you got an idea, like a poll question or a question to ask the audience. Oh, yeah, I got three of them. <laughs> three of them? Text them to me and I'll put them up. Or oh, I'll put one of them up. I'll decide. Or whatever one you like the most, I'll put that one up. Oh, options or or this, just it's just a random question. This gonna be on Spotify. Your question there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it's always in the info or like the info of the show. No, okay. Like the description right. of the show, it's always in there. Mm-hmm. It should be on Spotify. I'm pretty sure. I'd have to go back and look. And what was last time? Oh, then yeah, they'll be in there then because they yeah. all once I put it all in Anchor, it go it should go out to all the platforms. I don't think it does it on iTunes though. It's the uh, only one I don't think it does it on. Oh, yeah. Like I said, make a show with your old lady sh- a shot of brandy. Call it that. You know what? That may actually like, work. Yeah, like a drink. A brandy. That's a brandy. Drink. Yeah, nah, no shit, huh? Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. Nah. Yep, a shot of brandy. You know, me got to talk more about ideas, bro. 
Yeah, we do. Not Brandy Rhodes. Thank God. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. I'll just take pictures of a feet down if that was the case. No. Oh. <laughs> Mish ruined it for us when he talked about that. Yeah, I <laughs> Mish know. And Joey. <laughs> all right. But all right, Dirk, my friend. Uh, two weeks. Uh, two weeks from today. Work. Yep. Two weeks and go Bengals. Hopefully they go, can pull out yes. a win today. Joe and Jamal. Go, go Jamal. LSU. Go double go Tigers. <laughs> Tigers, Bengals, same thing. <laughs> yeah. But I got to do it like Coach O. Go Tigers. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, for Guns and Geeks, I'm Chris. And I'm Dirk Zoolander. And we'll catch y'all in two weeks. Peace. Later. <laughs>